You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact, an important piece of the Impact Academy. I'm Kirsten Rosvogel, your host, and today is episode 226, and I'm talking all things family business today, and the specific topic is the work of one, preparing for conversations and choices in your family business. And I help build your high-performing team and make your bigger, bolder impact. So get what you need from your team, even if they're family. So again, I've been doing work with family businesses for many years in all kinds of industries, and I've been really trying to hone in and organize and simplify many of the processes that I walk families through. And often an important first step, uh, family businesses can struggle with feelings of obligation or entitlement. So the um, between the now gen and next gen. So whether it's uh, the next gen coming in feeling entitled, or maybe they feel obligated, they feel the weight of the responsibility of uh, creating enough profit to support the rest of the family, extended family, and possibly the now gen through retirement. Uh, Or maybe they're coming in you know, feeling like uh, they're entitled, they have the name, they're going to come in. So as I've talked about in other trainings, often what happens is feelings are arising between the now gen and the next gen and multiple family members, and people have fear around diving into the difficult conversations. So they stay in the world of assumption, and then assumptions drive the path of the business or the relationships within the business. I've seen it so many times. A next gen feeling the weight of responsibility to run the business, generate profits, like I said, um, possibly support that family. And really when they dive into it, often they're feeling really uncertain or maybe that this isn't what they want, but it's really difficult to have the conversation. I've experienced so many family members fearing and worrying about what might happen if they initiate a conversation. They're worried about their reactions. Um, And these are close family members. You know, what are they going to do? What are they going to say? What are they going to think of me? And it's especially difficult to have the tenacity required to initiate what might be a tough conversation if we aren't clear ourselves about what we're asking for. And again, so often when I'm working with the next generation as they're entering the business, they very often do have uncertainty. Um, They just know that the path that someone's designing for me isn't what I want, but maybe they don't know what they do want. And again, so if we only know what we don't want, what are we going to talk about? How can we get creative? So when I begin working with a new client, we really often start an engaging in a self-discovery that goes beyond, here's what I don't want. We need to get clear about what they do want. I also find that they've usually not identified the key reasons of why they don't want the current circumstance. So there's just this like wiggly swirling feeling of, I'm just not sure I like this path. So again, they don't know why. They haven't really identified why. And they don't know what path 
they do want. Often when we dive deeper, I find that it's some kind of fear, they lack confidence, they might lack uh, the knowledge or expertise, and there hasn't been a good transfer of that within the business. Again, assumption, and they don't want to ask. Um, staying silent rather than speaking up. Maybe they feel like there's unrealistic expectations or how they're being treated in the family business, either by family members or others. I mean, a lot of times when you come in as a next gen, uh, non-family members, you know, there's resentments, there's worry and concern. What if they take over the business? What if they move up more quickly than I do? What if they take over a position that I thought I was going to get? Um, And sometimes there's more pressure to prove themselves. You know, they have the name. Do they have what it takes to be successful? So the list goes on with all of the fears and uncertainty and all of that. So ideally, a really good step that each family member should take uh, in the business is clarify what each person desires from the business. And if the current circumstance is not what's desired, learn why, and then get clear about what you do want, which will help drive the conversation. So let me get specific with an exact story um, that happened. This was a few years ago, and it was, you know, yet another family business that I worked with. Um, And it'll really help illustrate what I'm talking about. So uh, it was a second gen family member in her 30s, uh, only child, Uh, father had started the business, Uh, she was playing a lot of roles in the business. And when I started working with her, she just said, I I don't want to do this. I'm not good at managing people. I don't want to run the business. I really think that I need to just quit and go find a job. But I feel really bad. I've never talked to my dad. He's assuming that I'm taking over the business, but it's just not for me. And I don't know how to tell him. So if any of that rings true, um, you know, if we were live, I would say, (laughs) raise your hand. But I'm sure it's ringing true to you. If you're in a family business, you felt it or seen it. So um, our immediate work was in helping to figure out first, why was she feeling the way she was feeling? Was it because this type of business, the style of business, the work that she'd be doing, how she was going to be spending her time just wasn't around her desires whatsoever? Or were there underlying fears and uncertainty and those kinds of things? Well, when we started to dive deeper, what we found was uh, she actually was really good and loved the work of the CFO role. So she loved all the financials and she really loved process improvement and driving um, process improvement. And, um, you know, but she did lack some acumen in setting clear expectations and holding people accountable. So some, you know, simple leadership skills really that you can learn and implement, but you know, we're not born with these innate abilities. And so lots of people struggle with that. So uh, what I asked her to do is table for now the decision. You know, you don't, you're not making an informed decision right now. And what if you're Um, what if the fact that you have identified that you don't like managing people, um, which again, we don't know if that's because you're not good at it right now, but can get good at it. And then maybe you'll like it. So we don't have information about that. Uh, We don't have information about what you do like and what you don't like. So table the moving off you know, this isn't a lifelong decision for right now. So just table thinking about going and getting another job and let's do this exploration. So she tabled it. So no more wasting time and energy on should I stay or go. Now the full focus was on 
Um, What do I want? Why am I uncomfortable managing people? Is it because I just do not want that? Or is it because I lack the skills right now? But if I had the skills, I would really like it and be good at it. Um, And, you know, is there a spot for me in this organization where I could be utilizing my strengths? So um, as we work together again, we realized very quickly that she was wired and had strengths aligned with a CFO role, but not president role. And we also figured out that she was lacking in leadership skills. So those could be built. So what we did over the course of just a few months is uh, had her work on building these simple leadership skills. So, you know, she started implementing my six simple steps of great delegation. Uh, She started being more intentional with how she was structuring projects. She was holding people accountable. She let people know, hey, when I, you know, and again, using the six simple steps, she was um, more clear about deadlines and what she needed to get from people and all of that and let them know like if I if I set out this expectation I need to trust that you're going to follow through and so she just started to shift her language and how she was delegating and uh, that started working and she also started having some conversations with her dad and she started saying this is what I want to work on and she started asking for more responsibility but in specific areas that was around her gifting and she asked to drop some of the projects that she was working on that weren't within her gifting well lo and behold, as she focused on the work that she really liked and got really good, worked that muscle of, um, you know, setting expectations, delegating and holding people accountable, including her dad, by the way. Um, And, you know, she was able to get that great team follow through, make more things happen and was loving her work. Well, so once she got clear on the CFO role is for me, you know, we talked about so often in family business, uh, particularly when there's only one child, there's this assumption. Again, if you don't have the conversation, you're in the world of assumption and you likely haven't explored other options. So the assumption was always that she was going to run the business. Well, guess what? That's not a requirement. You can absolutely through good problems, like creative problem solving, um, create different paths. And so as soon as she was clear that she wanted the CFO role, now she had more tenacity to go have this tougher conversation with her dad and say, Hey, hey, here's what I figured out. I have figured out that I don't want to run the business, but I do want to be CFO. Well, now the good news is, so now she's confident in that role. It's aligned with her strengths. She's built that muscle of, you know, again, the the basic leadership skills. And now she was able to go to her dad and say, here's the path that I would like. And because, you know, they're five years or so away from him wanting to be fully out of the business, they have now been starting to take action that knowledge and task transfer around around specifically the area that she wants to focus on. And she can own a business eventually. No, she's not the owner yet. But once she's the owner, it is fine to be in a CFO role and hire someone. It's a dual relationship, but who reports to her in a business ownership perspective, but runs the business. So has that level of accountability um, in, in driving the business, et cetera, and, you know, kind of delegating to her and holding her accountable. So it's a dual role. You, you can be a business owner and also a CFO. You can be a business owner and just, you know, I've worked with tons of, for instance, chiropractors or doctors. And a lot of times uh, they have difficulty with, you know, the business management piece. So they hire someone to run the office and, and all of that. And 
they kind of report to that person um, in terms of working in the business, but they're still the owner. So ultimately, the, you know, saying yes or no to the vision of the business is still, you know, their job, but they have someone who can really hold them accountable for doing what they need to do within the business. So the beauty of this example is, again, they worked from, you know, she was in this, the world of assumption where she's thought, you know, that black and white thinking, I either need to run the business or leave, you know, and I don't want to manage people, which wasn't accurate. Uh, She just was lacking confidence and some skills. So once we were able to identify where she was lacking in skills and knowledge and confidence, we built those up. We got her focused on what her strengths were. She started to take on work there. She then had the tenacity because now she was clear on precisely what she did want in the business, not just what she didn't want. Because again, what do you move towards? What's your goal? What's your vision? What's the prize that all your efforts should move you towards um, if you only know what you don't want? If you only know what you don't want, you just run willy-nilly away from that. So, but by getting very clear and doing this, what I call the work of one, she was able to identify a path that was aligned with what she did want. And again, had the conversation. And again, so prior to launching into the conversation, she was afraid. She thought that it would be very difficult, but actually it went very, very well. And again, in, in, in helping people have difficult conversations for about 30 years, this is what I've seen over and over and over. Uh, the fear that people have launching into what they assume is going to be a difficult conversation almost if and possibly never comes to fruition. Um, and almost always there's good stuff on the other side. So uh, the conversation went well. Her dad was very open to it. And now they are creating targeted action that transfers knowledge and tasks to her in a CFO role rather than a president role. And they are creating a path to hiring a president in enough time for her father to do the knowledge and task transfer to that person. Now the daughter is going to have to have more knowledge about the business overall than uh, just a regular not part of the family, not business owner person would, but uh, not the same level uh, as the person who's going to be working in that role. So what are the key takeaway lessons that I want to share with you from this example? Uh, The first is if you have identified what you don't want as your role in the business, the first step is to explore why, why you don't want the current path. And here are some things to think about. These are kind of some key reasons that I've uh, heard from clients over many years. So one, lacking confidence. This could be lacking confidence um, just in general, but, you know, around some specific skills in the role or the the path that you're on towards another role. Um, But look at, so if you identify the lack of confidence, then you get specific about what do I need to be more confident? Um, The next is maybe you're lacking knowledge or experience. And again, once you identify that's what you're lacking, that's why I don't like this. Now you can create a plan to get the knowledge and experience that you need. Is it maybe feeling unheard? This might be a dynamic that is in the family. You might need someone like me to help you maneuver through this. Uh, This is one of the things I end up helping uh, family business members uh, maneuver through very often, uh, that feeling of um, being unheard which often uh, actually makes us louder in our communication and uh, 
which causes those we're trying to communicate to to shut down even more. But um, but it might be just or feeling powerless, which is often aligned with feeling unheard. So you maybe come up with, you know, ideas or decisions or creative um, solutions to problems and you never get to implement anything. So there are fixes for that. And again, it might require having someone to help the the family maneuver through those things. But maybe there's a path to making that better. Um, Feeling of lack of life balance sometimes in family business. uh, You know, the quickest solution seems like having a sibling or a cousin or mom or dad take on those additional responsibilities when one person's overtaxed. But the problem is probably all the other family members are overtaxed too. And uh, so it does happen sometimes that there's a lack of life balance uh, among family members in the business. And so it's looking to the right solution instead of what seems like the easiest solution, building resentments. This can occur because of the all of the above. <laughs> so if you're feeling unheard, feeling frustrated by certain things, but feel like you can't talk about them, you know, generally we internalize those and those build as resentments. I always visualize a, a wall with bricks <laughs> building uh, between two people in relationship. Uh, each unresolved or half-had conversation, I call it, um, is another brick. So that can cause you to not want to be on the path that you're on. Things feeling unfair. Uh, Maybe it feels like other people are working less, you're working more, there's more weight on your shoulders, all of those kinds of things. But anytime that we feel like things are unfair, um, this might be true, it might be an assumption, but it's identifying why am I feeling that? So first, like, why don't I like the path? And then once you identify why, now you can figure out what you need to do about it. Um, Maybe there's unrealistic expectations. These might be expectations you have of yourself or expectations that others have for you. Again, and this can be family members or non-family members. Uh, Sometimes, when you're a family member coming into the business, the non-family members really want you to prove yourself. Uh, And they might have unrealistic expectations about how quickly you move through a learning curve or how well you do with... um, you know, certain aspects of the job. So, um, or it might just be that you're a perfectionist or feel like you really need to prove yourself because you are a family member. One, you know, there's more at stake a lot of times when we're working with family. We really want to feel like we're doing a good job and have them be, feel proud of us. Um, but again, also, if we've gotten the job because of the family relationship, you might feel a higher expectation of yourself to really prove yourself, go above and beyond because you want to look really good for the non-family members and prove like, hey, I'm not not just here because of my name. I deserve it. I own it. I'm working towards it. So those are some of the key areas that I see that can put someone on the path of, I don't like this. Um, Those are some of the whys that aren't necessarily aligned with the job itself or the business itself. So, um, and you will be able to find these by um, absolutely uh, download the PDF and uh, and you'll see that list and then you can kind of go through it. But I'll say them again quickly. So lacking confidence can have you feeling like, I don't want this. Lacking knowledge or experience, feeling unheard, feeling powerless, feeling a lack of life balance, building resentments, things feeling unfair, unrealistic expectations of ourselves or others. So that's the first place to look. Why don't I like this? And then the next is really getting clear on what your strengths are, what your desires are, et cetera. And I'm going to give another list. Again, these are in the PDF. I highly recommend uh, downloading that so that you can take notes um, or write down your notes quickly as you're listening right now. But so um, the, the work of one is 
like I did with that client, um, getting clear, what are your strengths? So for her, it was around the CFO role versus the president role. Um, you know, maybe you're a very creative person and you would be more aligned with marketing, um, or designing new products or things like that. So, um, so take a look, just pull yourself out of the business mentally and think like if I could wipe the slip the slate clean, um, didn't have this opportunity to come in this business or this feeling that I'm required to come into the business. And if I could do what I really want to do, what would that be? So what are your future desires? What are your strengths? And um, I want to back up quickly. Future desires, that could be like your life design. Are you a person who wants to travel a lot or stay in one location? And how does that align with the business? Um, are you a person who wants to, you know, focus on family and maybe not work. Maybe you want to be a stay at home parent or only work from home versus, you know, working in a business uh, many, many hours. So, so think about the design of your life, your future desires, what you want that to look like. Then look at your strengths. What are the things that you're really good at that you love spending time on that you would do for free even if you didn't get paid? Are those aligned with anything um, that you're doing in the business or anything that you could be doing in the business? Is there another area that you could focus like the example that I just shared? What are your passions? Are your passions aligned with the outcomes that you're helping to create through that business? And it might be specifically the work of the business or, you know, maybe funds from the business go to certain charities or, you know, maybe the business is what I call, um, you've probably heard this term, compelling way. It's the way that you help create. So if the business doesn't directly create the outcomes that you're passionate about, can some aspect of the business. So, you know, um, I'm thinking there was a sock company and, you know, for every pair of socks purchased, they would give away some socks to homeless people. So there was a way of giving back. Um, it's It could be donating money. It could be planting trees. But is there something that you're passionate about that maybe um, you could help uh, place a focus on or support some cause or something like that, something that you're passionate about through the resources of the business? Uh, the other thing is, how do you want to spend your time? I talked a little bit about you know, maybe you don't even want to work. Your hope is to be a stay-at-home parent and uh, focus fully on, you know, raising a family. But also within the business or within your vocation, if you do want to work or volunteer, um, you know, what are the tasks, the the things that you'll be doing with your time, the activities that you'll be doing with your time. And of course, those should be aligned with your strengths. Where do you want to live? You know, is is the business in a place, does it allow you to live where you want to live or close to where you want to live? Or do you have a desire to live in some place completely different and this business would lock you into an area that you're not at all interested in being in? Well, that, you know, might require some tough conversations. You know, and what do you want and what do you need? So these are just some questions to think about in terms of you. What do you want? want. But the good news is often there is a way to design a great position place um, spot in the organization that can align with all of these things. But, you know, and if it doesn't, it's good. You're making an informed decision about it's just not a fit. But 
I think it's always great to get really clear on, um, again, this work of one, because from there, one, like I said earlier, you have the tenacity to launch into these tough conversations. And two, it gives you the opportunity to do some creative problem solving. Because once you're clear about what you want, how can you get there? So is there a way um, to make it work within the family business? So are there new paths to explore? So for instance, the example that I shared, again, you know, she had the CFO role in mind once we, that would be very aligned with her, her gifts and her strengths and passions and how she wanted to spend her time. So is there something in your family business where if you shifted and started down a new path, that it could be aligned with your strengths, passions, how you want to spend your time? Then you can consider alternate options. You can negotiate, identify new possibilities. You can think, what if, or what could it be? So there's so much exploration that happens on the other side of just gaining that clarity. And the good news is the gaining the clarity, the work of one, uh, that happens on your own. You know, of course, you can have a coach, someone like me help you through that. But um, but regardless, you at least have these questions to start noodling around and, and you might not need assistance from anyone else. I, always, I also um, recommend have some good trusted advisors in your life where that you can go to to help you answer these questions. Sometimes um, important people in our lives see something in us that we don't see in ourselves. Now, I will say that um, trusted advisor status is very specific and, and be very intentional about who you pick. Uh, make sure they don't have ulterior motives. Make sure they know you and the circumstance and... Um, don't get offended if you don't take their advice. Uh, those are some key things to a good trusted advisor. But this is great exploration to do uh, where you don't even have to involve the family or start down that path. So do this work of one, get clear about what you want, the past that you want, do some creative problem solving ahead of time, and then start strategizing about how you enter into the conversations and requesting what you want from a place of very rock solid knowledge about the focus of what you're working towards. So I hope that helps you. And um, because there are so many trip ups that can happen anytime we're in the world of assumption. So get clear for yourself so that you can have the tenacity to launch into the conversations. And the whole goal is less friction in family businesses overall. And, you know, this affords you the opportunity to make your bigger, bolder impact in the world, whether it's with the family business or not. Uh, and for those of you who are listening but aren't in a family business, these all will apply to you as well. Um, you know, maybe you're on a path that isn't aligned, you know, just the career that you've chosen um, or the company that you're with now. It's also good to just get clear uh, for yourself, even under normal circumstances uh, when family isn't involved, uh, because there might be some exploration to do to see what career path you might want to design for yourself instead of doing the lazy river way of, um, of career momentum. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining. And if you're not already a member of the Impact Academy, please go to myimpactacademy.com forward slash join. You can hop in, you get a 14 day free trial. Um, and if you want to continue, that's awesome. There are tons of resources available 24 seven immediate and you also get time with me for group strategy and coaching sessions. So absolutely check it out. I can't wait to lock arms with you in there. And in the meantime, get out there and make your bigger, bolder impact. 